Welcome to the Power in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Kim Hagel, certified personal trainer, non-diet nutritionist, and body image coach. And I'm on a mission to help all women break free from body image hangups so they can do the amazing things they are called to do in this world. If you're looking to feel healthy, happy, and confident without dieting, restriction, and punitive workouts, or obsessing over the scale, you're in the right place. Let's lace up our runners and go for a walk while we chat. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Joyful Movement Show. If you're a regular listener, I'm so glad that you're back. I am super thankful for all of you and for this community that we're building. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm Kim Hagel, personal trainer, registered holistic nutritionist, and I'm on a mission to help women to feel confident in their now body through mindset shifts, joyful movement, and intuitive eating. This is episode 33, and today we're answering a big question, which is, where do I even begin if I've been avoiding exercise? You know, I am very much aware that exercise isn't fun for a lot of people. It sure wasn't for me for most of my life, and it wasn't for pretty much all of the people I've worked with. There's a lot of reasons why we might avoid exercise, and I totally get that. That's why I do the work I do, to help women heal their exercise mindset so they can feel strong and empowered in their body. So most of the women that I meet through my work really do want to move more. Perhaps they've been listening to the show and they're starting to see that it's possible for them to have a different relationship with movement, one that feels empowering, doesn't hurt, and they know they'd feel better physically and mentally if they were moving regularly. But from a practical standpoint, they have no idea where to start. It feels overwhelming to know how to begin when either you've never exercised and truly don't know how to move safely and effectively, or there's still just so much fear about getting started because of your history with sports and exercise. So I want to arm you with some tips today that will help you help you move past all that so you can set yourself up for success and feel ready to take that first step towards having a movement practice you feel great about. Now, you all know I'm a mindset person, so that's where we have to start. Before I can give you the steps to take, we have to take a step back and look at what's keeping you stuck in the first place. And we are emotionally driven creatures, us humans, and everything we do or don't do in life is because we feel something. And I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that the reason you've been avoiding exercise is because you feel afraid. Am I right? I want you to know that feeling afraid is completely understandable and justified. You have every right to feel afraid. There are so many legitimate reasons why a person would be afraid to begin a fitness program. At the same time, fear is paralyzing. Feeling afraid is the exact emotion that is keeping you stuck. So if you desire to move more, you will need to move past the feeling of fear. And that doesn't mean just pulling up your big girl pants and employing willpower to get her done. We're not just going to slap on our brave face here and fake it till we make it. 
I know that's what a lot of trainers and people recommend, but it doesn't work. When we take fear-based action, it never lasts because we'll use any obstacle as evidence that our fears were true and we'll quit. For example, if you're afraid that you won't be able to stick to something because you've tried in the past and you always end up quitting, you might try to force yourself to commit by investing in an expensive program to hold you accountable. And then you go and block out the calendar times five, one hour sessions a week. But then if inevitably things will come up and you find you can't fit that much activity in and you don't have that much time to devote to yourself. So you maybe miss a session or two. And then because we tend to be so all or nothing with our fitness, it feels like failure because we didn't do what we said we committed to. And we didn't stick to our goals. But meanwhile, the goal was unrealistic because it was rooted in fear. So what I'm trying to say here is that taking new action doesn't work. We have to go upstream and look at the root of our fear, our thoughts about exercise and ourselves. So we're going to do a little mini coaching session here. I'm going to actually give you the tools that I would give to my clients and my coaching programs to help you process this fear and transform your thoughts so that you can feel differently and take inspired action. So I'm going to take you through a little breathing exercise and a journaling activity to help you get to the root of your fear. So if you're at home and you can pause the podcast to do this, I encourage you to do that after I walk you through the exercise, or if you're driving or out uh, walking, you can do this when you return home. But I really encourage you to actually put pen to paper because it helps us process our thoughts and feelings in a deeper level. So the first thing I want you to do is find a comfortable and quiet place to sit. You're going to sit with a nice tall spine and whether you're on the floor or on a chair, just feel all the parts of your body that are connected to, or that are being supported, either connected to the ground or connected to your chair and just allow yourself to be heavy in your seat. And then you can place one hand on your heart and one hand on your tummy and start to breathe deeply in and out through the nose. If it's not possible to breathe through your nose, of course, you can open your mouth. And I just want you to first calm yourself and connect to your breath. And once you feel centered, I want you to think about what it is that you're afraid of, about starting a movement practice. Be really specific and allow all of the scenarios that you're scared of to go through your mind, play the tape over in your mind. And while that's happening, scan your body from head to toe and just notice any physical sensations that are coming up in your body. What do you feel? Do you feel butterflies in your stomach or a tightness across your chest, a heat or flushing in your cheeks. Be really specific about what you're feeling and then direct your breath to that physical sensation. Just send some breath there. And without forcing anything to change, just notice what happens to that physical sensation as you continue to breathe with intention.
And after a few breaths, you'll probably notice that that feeling of fear or that physical sensation that is going on in your body starts to subside. And when that happens, you can open your eyes and take one more deep breath. So what we did here is just a very simple breathing exercise that helps us to process our emotions. Our emotions are actually just waves of energy and they're felt in our body as physical sensations. And often we don't like the way those physical sensations feel in our body. It's uncomfortable. So when feelings come up, we try to avoid the discomfort by getting right into action and doing something to avoid the feeling. You know, even if we're really emotionally intelligent and we can label our feelings, you know, I know that I feel scared. We still try and take action to get out of the feeling of scared rather than sit with the feeling of fear. And when we can sit with the feeling and allow that energy to move through us, then we can see the clarity of the message that our feelings have for us, because that's what our feelings are. They are our radar, that there's something going on in our mind with our thoughts that needs our attention. So for you, having processed this fear and hopefully now with a little bit of clarity of mind, I want you to open your journal and write down all of the things you're afraid of when it comes to starting to move more. Maybe you're afraid of being judged. Maybe you're afraid of getting hurt. Maybe you're afraid that you won't know what you're doing and you'll get it wrong. Maybe you're afraid you'll gain weight if you change how you move and it's less intense. Just write it all down and don't filter your thoughts. We call this a thought download. Just get it all out there. And once you've spilled your guts onto the paper, see if you can notice a predominant thought. The one big thing that's really keeping you stuck and circle that. So I'll pause the podcast if you're working on that, do your thought download. And when you've got it done, you can come on back here and restart. All right. So good job. I know that work isn't easy to do and it feels really confronting, but I'm going to help you turn it all around here. So the first step is to acknowledge that all those fears you have though legitimate, are thoughts. The fear is coming from your thoughts, all the opinions, worries, and judgments that you have, and those thoughts are causing the feeling of fear. And as we said, our emotions cause our action, or in this case, our inaction. This feeling of fear is keeping you stuck. So in order to get unstuck and take action, we need to feel something other than fear. Maybe not the exact opposite of fear, because that's a big stretch. Feeling like confident and like you can, you can do anything is probably a little bit advanced for where we are right now and we're truly feeling afraid. But maybe something like empowered, which would allow you to get moving even if you're still a little apprehensive. So that brings us to step two, which is to create new thoughts that will allow you to feel empowered. And to do that, we have to be honest about the root cause of our fear. So look at your thought download. What are you most afraid of? And then ask yourself, how can I feel empowered in the face of this fear? For example, if your biggest fear is getting injured, then how do you need to think about exercise in order to feel safe? Maybe you need a thought like, it's possible there are safe ways for me to move, or it's possible that I can achieve my goals without doing movements that hurt me. 
or asking for help allows me to move with confidence. If your fear is judgment from others, that thought is rooted in a core belief that I'm not good enough. So for that, we want to create a thought like, I'm learning to see that I'm worthy of self-care, or it's possible for me to feel good in my body, or I'm learning to disconnect my opinion of myself from the opinion of others. Before you can even begin moving your body, you need to create a mindset of willingness rooted in self-respect. All right, so that brings us on to step three. Now that we've done this mindset work, we're able to step into inspired action. See, once we've done the thought work, we feel differently and the way that we engage with movement will be entirely different. So step three is to set goals. And it's so important that you set goals that are independent of weight loss. Even if you still desire to lose weight, please try to separate that from the reason you move because weight is not a marker of success or progress and focusing on it alone will disconnect you from your deeper purpose for movement. So go behind the desire to lose weight and what is your deeper purpose? What's the number one reason you want to move more? Forget about why you think you should. That's just the gym police nattering on. Look at your own life and think about what specifically are you experiencing that you wish were easier that movement might help. Maybe it's something like getting up the stairs with a basket of laundry without getting winded. Maybe it's having the ability to get up and down off the floors to play with your kids or grandkids. Maybe it's having the energy to get through the day without that mid-afternoon crash. Maybe it's to clear your mind so you're in a better mood for your family. Maybe it's to have less joint pain or to improve, improve your blood pressure, your blood sugar. Be specific about what's currently a problem for you that you think moving more would help. This way you have something you can evaluate down the road. When you see these improvements in your day-to-day -day life, you can tell that your efforts are worthwhile and you feel better and you're more likely to be consistent. So then step four is to create a game you can win. Make an action plan that sets you up for success. So there's a few sub steps to step four. Step A is to decide on some activities that you enjoy or you think you might enjoy that would move you in the direction of the goals that you set in step three. The more options you can think of, the better. This way you have a whole toolkit that you can choose from on any given day. For example, if you want to get up and down off the floor easily, you could try yoga to improve your flexibility. You could do some squats and push-ups or other strength training work. You could walk or cycle to build stamina, or you could just climb the stairs. Lots and lots of ways to train for this goal. Step B, it's really important not to put things that you hate on your action plan. That might seem obvious, but you know, if you hate the gym, it's not going to be very motivating or fun to force yourself to go. There's always lots of other options you can choose from. Step C is to decide on the minimum amount and type of activity you can realistically commit to without feeling stressed, pressured, or overwhelmed. 
We tend to be very all or nothing with movement, but setting the bar too high at first puts unnecessary pressure on us to be perfect. And it's really rooted in fear and it's not sustainable. So it's important to be realistic from the start about your time, your energy, and the level of commitment you have uh, so that you can set yourself up for success and consistency and then to feel proud of yourself. You can always build on as you feel ready. Step D is to seek out help with the things that you're not confident to do on your own. There are so many options for things that you can do to improve your fitness all on your own that don't require a gym or special instruction. For instance, if your goal is to raise your energy or clear your head, going for a walk in nature or dancing around your kitchen are great options and you can do that without any help. But if you have more specific goals that require you to learn new ways to move or train your muscles and you're unsure how to do that safely, then you might want to consider working with a non-diet personal trainer who can teach you ways to move specific to your individual goals. One-to-one training is ideal, especially if you're a new exerciser or have injuries um, and if you have the budget for it. But otherwise, there's lots of great group options out there to try to look for something non-diet and specific for beginners if you're a newbie to exercise. So with all that in mind, we get to move on to step five, which is to get moving. So what I like to suggest is, first of all, choose when it works for you to do your movement and block out the time. Remember, it's not all or nothing. We're not trying to um, set the bar so high and overschedule ourselves. What we're trying to do is just slot the time in as a reminder of our commitment to ourselves. And we want to choose an amount of time and a time of day that feels realistic and doable. Now, even though we have a plan and the time is blocked off, it's really important to keep lots of flexibility within the plan. This is where we practice tapping into our intuition and to decide the what, where, and how of the movement session by asking our body what would feel best today. In previous episodes, we've talked about the three big questions you can ask yourself as you're getting ready to move or during your warm up. And those questions again are, how do I feel right now? How do I want to feel after this workout? And what can I do to get to that feeling? So then you get to choose from your movement toolkit, any activity that would match your energy level and your feeling goals and decide how long and what intensity feels best. And remember, anything from seated meditation to sprinting are allowed. There's no right or wrong. And even if you're in a group fitness class or a personal training situation, these questions and decisions still apply. You can still ask yourself these things and make decisions throughout class. You can take options, modifications, you can change up your weights up or down, you can increase or decrease the impact, all depending on how you feel that day. And then finally, step six, which is the most important step in the whole process, is to celebrate your damn self. Take note of your wins and your good feelings. Each session, try to think of what you enjoyed, what you learned or accomplished, and how that workout served you. Notice the positives because that's what cultivates motivation and consistency. All right. So there is your coaching session for the week. I hope that helps you and gives you a jumping off point to get started moving if you've been avoiding exercise. 
I really would love to hear how these tips helped you. So feel free to send me a DM through my social channels and let me know. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider sharing it or leaving a review on iTunes so others can enjoy it too. And before we wrap up today, I just want to share with you that I have a new one-on-one personal training program. In Discover Joyful Movement, we work together twice a week for three months. Half of each session is mindset work based on my 10 principles of joyful movement, and the other half is guided intuitive movement. It's perfect for the person who has no idea where to start, either they're brand new to exercise or a seasoned exerciser who's unsure how to move past diet culture's rules and listen to their own body cues. There's more information and an application for that program on my website, uh, www.radiantvitality.ca slash discover joyful movement. All right. So I will see you back here next Monday for your weekly dose of non-diet motivation. In the meantime, I'd love to stay in touch on social media. You can find me at Radiant Vitality Wellness. Bye for now, friend. And here's to your Radiant Vitality. Thanks for tuning in to the Power in Motion podcast today. Ready to drop your body image hang up so you can confidently create your healthiest, happiest life? Awesome. You can get started today by taking my five-day mini course, How to Feel Great in and about your body, no matter what the scale says. Inside this five-day video training, you'll learn how to get motivated to exercise, stop cravings and binge eating, set health goals beyond the scale, eat normally without rules or a plan, and accept your body. Find unshakable confidence, even if you don't love how you look. For just $27, you'll receive one under 10-minute video lesson per day for five days delivered straight to your inbox, reflection worksheets to help you integrate your learning, and links to bonus resources to go even deeper with the work. You can get started right now by visiting radiantvitality.ca slash five-day training. I'll see you inside.